0: Father we honor you and we exhort you for we lift up our voice to you mighty king you are the redeemer you are the shelter this morning we come <clears throat> that we may we may hide ourselves in you that we may have a burden that you have given us in order to run with so holy spirit we ask that that burden will be put upon us so that your purposes your will your will here on earth may be effected. Reveal yourself in the hearts of your children that have gathered to hear your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So this morning we are talking about understanding intercessory prayer. And that scripture in Isaiah chapter 62 is meant to show us the burden that god has isaiah chapter 62 when you read from verse uh, that particular verse verse 6 he said i have posted watchmen on your walls jerusalem there will never be silent day or night you who call on the lord give yourselves no rest and give him no rest until he establishes jerusalem and makes her praise of the earth. And um, as I come to share about you, I mean, about intercessory prayers, the first thing that I want us to note is the idea of a burden, is the idea of a burden. Intercession is to do with burdens intercessory prayer. There are all kinds of prayers, prayers of petitions, you know, and uh, thanksgiving. But when it comes to intercession, it is to do with God having a burden and us picking that burden that God has. And that's where the issue is always. Because whenever God has a burden, he needs men he needs people. He needs individuals. He needs children or sons in order to bring that particular issue into um, uh, into 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 place. Yes, to to in order to bring out that issue, so that it happens on earth. And I need to mention this: that there is absolutely very very little. That can be done unless intervention is sought from heaven about your life, about the schools, about communities. You know, and God is a God of intervention, and whenever God intervenes, it is because somebody stood in the gap. It is because somebody, you know, was able to pick up the burden that God has. That's why when you got born again, somebody was praying for you. Somebody was seeking the Lord for you. And of course, there are different other situations, but there are certain things that God is calling us to stand in the gap, not to rest, you know? The burden that God has, is to bring men to himself, ultimately, is to bring men and women to the kingdom. And so the idea of calling on the Lord, that's what Isaiah 62 is pointing to. He said, you who call on the Lord. When you read <clears throat> other versions, it talks about you who make mention of the Lord, keep not silence and give him no rest. Until he establishes, until he establishes Jerusalem, a praise in the earth. So one of the things that God uh, wants to do is intervention, and we need to know that before we begin to talk about intercession, we need to understand that there are things, there are situations that prompt intercession. For example, when you look back. In Exodus chapter 32, we find Moses and the children of Israel. When Moses was up seeking God, the children of Israel turned quickly out of the way that God commanded them. And the Bible said they made themselves a golden calf. And they began to worship that thing. So in other words, it was idolatry. God was not happy with the nation of Israel. And in Exodus chapter 32, verse nine, Bible says, the Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people and behold, it is a stiff necked people. Now, therefore, let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them in order that I make a nation a great nation out of you. And of course, Moses began to pray, began to implore the Lord his God and say, why does your wrath burn against your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt? Verse 12, why should the Egyptians say with evil intentions, he brought them out to kill them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? turn from your burning anger and relent from this disaster against your people. Verse 13, remember Abraham, remember Abraham, Isaac and Israel, or Jacob, your servants, to whom you saw by your own self and said to them, I will multiply your offspring as the sheep. Verse 14, and the Lord will his people. You see that. Whenever There is intercession. We need to understand that there are situations that prompt that intercession. And one of them is sin. That's why we need to bring repentance on behalf of the land, on behalf of your relatives in this Lenten season. That's why you need to pray for those who are not born again. Because whenever intercession is in place, it is because God has a burden. God has shown us, corruption has set in. And that's what He says in that Exodus 32, verse 7. The Lord said to Moses, Go down, for your people whom you brought out of Egypt have corrupted themselves. So that's the first point I wanted to make, that before we begin to talk about intercession, we need to know that there are situations that prompt intercession. So right from the time when, when God raised the nation of Israel, we see this problem. We see this corruption. And corruption is to do with things that actually offend God. All right? Things that turn, you know, uh, the, the heart of God around. Things that, that destroy our relationship with God. All right? So in intercession now, the spirit of God... Pleads the covenant promises that were made throughout history in order to be enacted in our our day. In intercession, you know, uh, the Spirit of God helps the intercessor to plead the covenant promises. That's what Moses did. He said, remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember them. And he began to plead. He began to ask the Lord to forgive. And, of course, the Bible said the Lord relented from the disaster that he had spoken against his people. That's very powerful. God is looking for intercessors, intercession, to stand in the gap, to plead the covenant promises that he has promised. In order to say that, God, have you seen what has happened? Will you please forgive to stand in the gap? Let me mention this, before I proceed. Jesus did the ministry here on earth. And he gave us the model of intercession. He gave us an understanding of what intercession should be like. And that's why the heavenly ministry that Jesus is doing in heaven is that of intercession. He's the high priest. So much as we know him as Lord of Lords, we know him as King of Kings, as a Healer. There is another ministry, an ongoing role, and that is of a High Priest, is the role of intercession, <clears throat> and that's what Jesus is doing right now. Uh, uh, how do I know? Romans chapter eight, verse thirty-four. The Bible says, "Christ Jesus is the one who died. He was raised, and is at the right hand of God." who indeed is interceding for us. That's what he's doing. And that role he's doing, he has transferred the responsibility to you and I here on earth now to bring intercession. Because let me remind you that there are two major acts, two major things that are happening before the throne of God. You know them, intercession and accusation. And the conflict between these two is the focal point of the battle we face. The battle between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. So this accusation is what prompts intercession now. To stand in the gap. He is our lawyer up there. He pleads on our behalf. And he's not there on the right hand of God for nothing. So that heavenly ministry, now Jesus is our model. He has been given to you and I now. Because here on earth, we need to be the ones doing it. We need to be the ones effecting it. We need to be the ones bringing it into appropriation. And that's why Isaiah 62 comes in, in order to say, I, you know, he's um, talking about give him no rest. Give him no rest. Give him no rest. You know, gave him no rest day and night intercession is day and night day and night all the time There are situations that prompt you that prompt us once we learn this thing of the burden of God because God has burdens and the burden of God is that he needs men to operate here on earth the burden of God is that he requires individuals he requires you know men and women to bring the kingdom of god here in offices you know in uh, in schools to bring the kingdom of god in in homes in in villages that particular issue is very serious to the extent that jesus as he was teaching his disciples how to pray he alluded to that He mentioned it. The disciples came to Jesus and they asked him, Lord, teach us how to pray. You know, he said, oh, when you pray, Matthew chapter six, verse nine, he said, when you pray, pray in this way, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, on earth, mark that on earth as it is in heaven. You see, in other words, the will of God is supposed to be happening here on earth as it is happening in heaven. And that's why he brought that, and that's after that he brought some other things. But mark that because God knows that if there are men here on earth who will now raise prayer as incense before him, a lot of things will be happening here on earth. A lot of confusion that we have had will not have been permitted because sometimes we fold our arms and wait on things that we should have asked for intervention from heaven to happen god is looking at you you are looking at god god wants you to raise that prayer to bring that issue up to him and because satan is very very good at accusation he rushes and he goes In order to bring those heavy negative demands the kingdom of darkness wants to make on believers. And that's why many times we are swept across. That's why many times the issues confront your family because you don't stand in the gap. That's why many times the things are there to deal with, you know, to deal with families, to deal with you. But now, When Jesus realized in Luke chapter 22 that Peter was going to be dealt with by Satan, Luke chapter 22 verse 30, Jesus told Peter, you know what? Satan demanded to have you, but I have prayed for you. Jesus gave us a model of intercession. He showed us that actually you can pray for individuals that are going astray. When they are going astray, you can bring them back into the course. You can bring them back into alignment with the kingdom of heaven. People who are going astray. For example, Peter, if Jesus had not prayed, his faith would have failed. Because he said, I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. If Jesus had not stood in the gap, that's where intercessory prayer is very powerful. This issue of faith, because if you are in ministry, you will discover that one of the things that the devil confronts is the faith. He wants you to remove your faith, he wants you to forget your faith. Once he has managed to deal with your faith, the other things are easy to take away. That's what the devil does. If you are a minister, you need to know this. So, Jesus. Actually showed us, no, 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 no. Before this individual goes down the drain, you can bring him back. You can, you, 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 you can prevent him. You can stand in the gap. You can deny Satan the right to take away this individual. And that's what we do in intercession. So without his intercession, Jesus, without you interceding, you cannot access intervention from heaven. Because God is very particular about this matter. He's very particular about this issue of standing in the gap. And that's why now he turned to to the children of Israel and the prophet Isaiah is warning them about this matter. He said, no, 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 no. Please get to know this, that uh, it's not a matter of folding arms. Give him no rest. You know, because he had given promises right from this one. He had given promises that the nations will see your vindication and, you know, things will happen. And uh, the kings of the earth will see your glory. In verse 3, said, you shall be the crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord. You shall no more be time before second, verse 4. But those things are not just going to happen. Mm? Those things happen whenever there is intercession. Intercession. We need to understand this. Your marriage will not just begin to all of a sudden, you know, begin to your husband or oh, your wife, he has changed, is now prayerful, those things you are praying for. They will not just happen unless you really pray. Unless you really seek the face of the Lord, unless you really come to see to terms to the situations that you are, you are facing, and you cry to God Almighty. Mm. that's what brings intervention if you fold your arms nothing will happen nothing will happen because you 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 have allowed saturn to 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 pull your family away from faith and you just watch if jesus prayed for peter what about you if jesus had to stand in the gulf for peter he said i've prayed for you intercession is to see the burden that is in place and actually plead to God to help you in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> you know? And the issue of taking no rest is another thing that I want to point out. The issue of take no rest, there's a version that says, you who remind the Lord. These are different versions, but NIV says, you who Give, you know, who you call on the Lord. Who are you who call on the Lord. This is prayer, to call on the Lord. Because the, the person that has learned how to call on God, the person that has learned how to pray, will not find themselves in a place where they are so down as to backslide. Let me repeat that. Somebody that is serious in prayer, you have learned how to call on the name of the Lord. You will never find yourself in a place where you want to backslide. Right. Why do I say so? Because if you have known the kingdom of darkness, the time you were not born again, you were in sin. You already tested what Satan is, you already know what the world is. You are already aware of the demonic forces that are out there. And you know that when you came to Jesus, God closed that gate. When you came to Jesus, he gave you a rock to stand. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in Psalm 63, where David prays and says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So before you were born again, you were standing on your own. There was no rock. But when you got born again, you began to pray, you began to depend on God. You began to see that each time you ask God, he can handle things better than you. You see that? Mm? So the time to realize that God wants us to stand in the gap has come. God wants us to establish a prayer life that is effective. Intercession is to pray on behalf of. And you cannot do that when you have not learned how to stand in the gap for yourself. And prayer is very critical because through prayer, you make spirit-led decisions and all those things. You get guidance for a nation. You begin to get a burden, what God wants to see in your organization, in your business. And that is why we are emphasizing about prayer. We are emphasizing on the issue of prayer because This particular issue of burden is where many intercessors don't understand. They join intercessory ministry to pray for themselves alone. No. Intercession is always to do with a burden that God has concerning his people, concerning nations, concerning his church, concerning his His people. And of course, you know, every time you hear my people, my people, In the Bible, it's talking about the church. So unless you you have a burden, unless you are moved by the things that move God, then you will not understand intercession. You will think that it's all about you. You will think that, you know, I want to get a husband. Yes, God is going to give you a husband. You will think that, oh, I want to do this. You will point things to yourself alone. And God is saying, no, 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 no. Give him no rest. Come and bring intercession. God is saying, no, no, look here. You know, you who call on the Lord, give yourselves no rest and give him no rest until there's establishment. He's talking about Jerusalem. There are certain things that will not be established until you have persisted. There's an idea here of persistence. Persistence, is when you are not able to give up, you, you have refused to give up, you know. Persistence is when you have insisted to say, Lord, I will stick to your faith, no matter what the devil, no matter what the voice, you know, uh, of, 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 of the voice of, uh, of, of, of Satan is saying, I will insist, I will stick to it that I will seek the Lord you have persisted. You have not allowed the enemy to infiltrate again. You know, actually prayer, if you want to grow in the things of prayer, you have to grow in the persistence. Let me say that again. Any person that wants to grow in prayer has to first grow in persistence. You have to learn how to persist because there are certain things the enemy will demand there are certain things the enemy you know is, is, will, 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 will challenge you, but when you persist, you will begin to see that the things you thought are invisible will now become visible. Your faith will grow. you know So you need to understand this: intercession carries an angle or a level of persistence. You have to persist, you have to insist. You have, to, you, you have to hold to your confession to say, this is what I believe, you know. You have to say, this is where I stand, on the rock, and I will not be moved. And that is what God is calling us to do. That's why Jesus taught us that prayer in Luke chapter, I mean, not prayer, taught us that principle of persistence in prayer, Luke chapter 18, verse 1 jesus said he told the disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up that issue of giving up is what has led to many marriages to break is what has led to many people to lose their jobs is what has led if you are in office for example and the powers of darkness you know there are issues there people are going to wish doctors people are controlling their bosses using charms. Why don't you call for a 14 days prayer and fasting? Hmm? Why don't you declare fasting? Get some of your, your, your people, you know, you have discipled in that place and say, we are going to launch into prayer and fasting and we deal with these forces. Don't just take on your office because they have appointed you, my friend. Don't just say, because I have qualifications, let me now just take over this office. No, 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 no. You are doing things wrongly. Because every office you enter, there are territorial powers manning that place. Mm -hmm. There are territorial powers trying to subdue that place, trying to disturb people. So when, when you learn the principle of standing in the gap, you now learn that you can't just be there, you know, praying for yourselves. You now begin to... to to, to ask the Lord to help you, to give you a body to pray for institutions, to pray for, for leaders, to pray for the nations, to pray for your workplace, to pray for the church. And that thing needs persistence. What the prophet Isaiah means here by saying, give no rest, you who call on the Lord, is the issue of persistence. No man will become an intercessor unless he understands this element of persistence and that's what Moses did he actually pleaded he persisted and god actually relented from the disaster let me begin to close in intercession in intercession you have to depend on god listening closely what he's saying because you have learned how to lay down your own agenda And you are petitioning God for his agenda now. So, if you want his mind, his will on an issue, if you want kingdom interest to be fronted, you have to first lie down, I mean, lay down your own interest. You have to learn how to throw away your life, throw away your personal prayer items. You know, what do I mean? Some of us, your prayer in your devotion is full of yourself. That's why you don't get results. Do <laughs> then it teach you this. In your devotion, I know you are praying. You know, most people are now praying at all sense, but it's full of yourself. You, it's about you now in your devotion. First, we'll lead the prayer. We can do that. We can pray for people. We can help them to climb to a certain level, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when, it, when you grow now, when you reach a level of seeking God early in the morning like this, You have to graduate from self and you become an effective intercessor. Because it's through that, that God begins to give his burdens on you. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to pray for. The spirit of God begins to help you in your weaknesses. Because the Bible says you do not know how to even pray. He begins to lay those things on you. I learned this issue practically, you know, five years ago. All right. The Lord taught me, you know, that if you want me to answer your prayers, first, uh, you know, get interested in what moves me, my burdens. And I said, Lord, what do you mean? The Lord said, well, because my burdens are are, 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 are the things that I want men, you know, to be interested to do here on earth. But now your little, little things, as you are now crying out, me as you are now busy praying that the kingdom of god comes in, a, in an office maybe in a church as you are praying for revival and all this as you are doing it i'll be moving behind you i'll be clearing every genocide i'll be clearing every habitat i'll be clearing anything that is against you and i began to do that the moment i laid aside issues of money all oh lord I, I used to pray such prayers oh lord i need money oh lord i need this oh lord i need this <laughs> god began to answer those things without lifting and i know there are many other people who are like that here they have learned how to pick burdens for god so it's about kingdom interest as you are doing it you begin to see that god is grabbing your life you know So grab the burden, God will grab you. You have to be dependent on God. Listen to what he's saying. And Isaiah 44, verse 3. Isaiah 44, verse 3. So what am I saying? The more we press into his presence, the more the spirit of God begins to direct you on the things you should be praying for. Isaiah 44, verse 3 says, For I will pour water on the thirsty land and the streams on the dry ground, I will pour my spirit upon your offsprings and my blessings on your descendants. Mm-hmm. So we need to learn this. And we need to understand that this lent season, we are praying for revival. That's why you see that all the, the topics are terrible to that. Revival, the kingdom of God, revival here on earth, revival in your village, revival on all the drunkards that have been giving you headache. In your in your in your office revival, in your marriage revival, that your husband will not change if you don't pray for him. Revival for that your wife, revival for those children, those children you are seeing now. If you stop covering them, and the only thing that is only you that needs to be healed, it's only you that needs will handle that. You can come for deliverance and ABCD. The, the Lord will remove that thing over your head but now as satan will not will now watch that you are getting help he will now attack where it is weak your children your husband and all of a sudden there will be in drugs do you want them to go through deliverance why don't you prevent them why don't you begin to seek the lord you know about those children and this is what every member should be praying for. All of you should be praying for revival. All of you should be praying for all Saints Cathedral members. All of them from eight a.m. all the services in the week. Everyone that gets in touch that, that church, you should be praying for a revived hearts. Fire should be upon those people. Everyone that comes in, if you come through the cathedral, don't just give your ties and walk away. No enter the church. Some of you should enter that church and begin to touch every pew, prophetic action. Touch those pews, alright? No intercessor should come to cathedral and just walk away jazzing, you know, looking here, you know, trying to meet your friends. No. Go in that place there. Shout to the Lord. Cry to God there. If it, if it only, Even if it's just five minutes or ten minutes. Hmm? Don't just go there and, you know, Oh Lord, I have come, you know, I want to pass the interview. Enter into that church there because you need to enter into that place and begin to touch those pews prophetically and say, Lord, I intercede for this. Anyone who sits on this place, let the fire, the, 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 the spirit of the Lord rest upon them. And if they are living in a sin, Lord, bring conviction in their hearts. That's what you should be doing and walk out. Another one comes and does that. All the time, this 24 hour we set in place is meant to be physical. It's not meant to pray on WhatsApp, by the way. You know, there was a time I wanted to remove that group and we set it up in COVID. COVID helped us. So some of us are used to pray for this, pray for ABCD, and people don't actually pray. Now I'm now summoning every other person. If you are an intercessor, go to that church. Find a place where you are praying all the time. Don't wait for lunch hour for the priest or whoever is to come and prompt give you prayer points. No. This particular time of revival, you should be doing that. And you come to, no one will stop you. Enter the church, enter everywhere. Begin to pray, all right? Begin to pray. But I should be knowing who you are because there are also some wicked people who will be doing some things, you know. Declare this to all the leadership and so on and so forth just but the, what i'm talking about is the burden. get the burden we are praying for revival beginning from all sense and spreading and it's already happening you need to hear some of the th- testimonies we have i want us to pray that actually when in Kampala, in the city when people are there seated in a restaurant or wherever they are in the workplaces And they begin to talk about, you know, uh, all saints and revival. The spirit of God falls upon them. And they all begin to to, to prophesy. They all begin to to hunger for God. I want us to pray that anyone who gets into the church on Sunday and they are seated on those pews will be prophesying over. When they are seated, they will not rest. And when they sit, the conviction will be so burning and they'll begin to cry. Why are you crying? The warden is asking. I'm crying because, you know, I've been living in sin. That's what I want to see. Why are you crying? I'm crying because I've been cheating on my wife. That's what we want to see. Intercession. That's why God is saying, don't rest, you who call on the Lord. The reason why we are not in that season is we are full of resting, you know. We are full of resting, you know. 40 days ended, we got our breakthroughs. Praise the Lord. And now we have another 40 days, even though you are not fasting, that's fine. If you picked on the other one, you know, and you are not fasting, you know, fasting needs to be led by the Lord. And if you don't have that, uh, whatever, burden to fast, <clears throat> but you, you should never miss the weekly fast. No Christian, no intercessor, you ask that a as serious with prayer should just eat all the way, every week, all the time. There's no, there's no what? There's no. Strategy to seek the Lord. You should never do that because the enemy will find you. But let's get to the depth of the matter. Now, as we conclude the Holy Week, we are going to go into another. That whole week there will be full of prayer and we crown it up on Good Friday. You will see what will happen. You know, God is calling us to bring intercession. And finally, the issue of not resting requires not only persistence. It requires the spirit of God to help us, and that's why um, Joel prayed for revival. Uh, I mean, Joel wrote about revival. Joel chapter two um, and verse from verse eighteen. You can read, and the Lord was jealous and Um, <clears throat> and and you can see there that um, the, the 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 spirit of God. This was actually fulfilled. Verse twenty eight. Later on, investment aid in on the day of Pentecost it was fulfilled. And then afterward, it says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. So that's what we are praying for. Old men, sons and daughters prophesying, old men dreaming dreams, young men seeing visions. For these things to happen, intercessors have a greater role to pray about these things. All right. And may God help us to be able to effect this, that. Intercession will begin to take place everywhere. If you want us to train some of your staff, you have an organization, you have a group you are mentoring, bring them to prayer school. Huh? You want them us to train them, bring them to prayer school, bring them to you know to some of our programs, and you will see what will happen. Let us pray. Father, we ask that as a church, the spirit of intercession. Will not leave us, because uh, you 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 want the burdens to be downloaded upon us. And Lord, I will pray that we will persist in this. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. God bless
1: you. Amen. Thank you, Rev. Our God and our Father, we thank you for this word that has come before us. Our Father, we ask that you replenish your servant who has brought forth this word. Father, I pray that this word will sink in our minds, O Lord, that we shall not just end up at hearing it, that we shall go out and seek your face, and that we shall go out, O Lord, and not sit with it. Father, we ask that you bless him, Give him a word to continue ministering to your children. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning and ask that you give us a burden to seek your face. Isaiah 56 10 says, his watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all silent dogs. They cannot bark, dreaming, lying down, Loving to slumber. Father, we present ourselves this morning and ask that you forgive us where we have been deployed, but we are blind. And therefore, we are like deploying a watchman who cannot do anything. We are like deploying a watchman who does not watch over the place he has been given to take care of. Father, we pray against slumber. Forgive us where we have loved. Slumber, slumbering a lot. Come, Holy Spirit, and wake us up, O Lord. We shed off the dust, the dust of loving to slumber. Being there as dogs that cannot bark. Father, we put to rest do things that are obstacles to seek your face and ask that you give us the grace to take up that burden of intercession that we shall pray for the church, we shall pray for the nations of the world, the cities, we pray for families, our places of work, give us the grace of God. Our God and our Father, we ask that you allow us to accept, to stand in the gap. In some scriptures, there is a question, Whom shall I send? Lord, it means at some point we are there, but we have not allowed you to send us. This morning, O oh God, we seek for your mercy where we have refused to be deployed as intercessors, where we have refused to be deployed to do your work. Come, Holy Spirit and convict us to stand in the gap, that we shall learn to stand in the gap on behalf of the nation, on behalf of the church, on behalf of others. Help us, O Lord, not to look at our own self, O Lord. We pray against selfishness. Lord, sometimes we are praised prayers of intercession, but they are all about us. King of glory, we bow down before you this morning and ask that we stand in the gap to pray for others and that we shall not resist. Father, we also pray that we shall be able to be resilient. Lord, sometimes the enemy brings in temptations that take us away from you. Lord, even sometimes our families are obstacles to intercession. Our places of work are obstacles to intercession. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just heard that churches were burnt in India. Lord, we call forth your power of your Holy Spirit to roll over obstacles that hinder intercession, that hinder seeking your face. We plead for mercy for the actions that you have taken, that drive away people from you and call forth you, the King of kings, to reign in our lives, O God. Impart in us the spirit of intercession. Impart in us the conviction to seek your face. Come, Holy Spirit, and reign in our lives. Lord, we also pray that for your divine direction, that God Almighty, you revive us, O Lord, to seek your face. Your face revive us, King of glory. We worship you, our God and our Father, and we pray that as we go out to our respective workplaces, as we go out to our businesses, as we go out to do other things that the world may demand, that we shall remain focused, you, O oh Lord, that we shall put you at the center of everything we do. Father, you're mighty, you're faithful. We bless you, our God and our Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen.